and welcome to the Monday, June 29th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host, TV. Let us celebrate because we have just reached 100 episodes. I didn't think I would make it this far, but I don't know I'm having fun doing this podcast and, and all that, so I'm going to continue doing that. We're 100 episodes in, and over the past few months, I've, we've been getting a lot of support on this podcast. I want to thank all you guys who have been listening the past few months slash weeks if you've been um, um, keeping up with my Instagram and all that. But yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support. And yeah, we made it to 100 episodes. Um, and yeah, we're still going to be going on and doing this for the next however long. I'm just going to see like how far I can go with this. But I'm really enjoying what I'm doing on this podcast and I have lots of plans for this in the future. But today we're going to be going back to business. We're going to be doing a weekend recap of the um, NBA, what's going on in the NBA. And yeah, there's a compared to last week, there's actually quite a good amount of stuff to talk about. So I'm going to be excited to talk about that. But before we get into that, let us uh, let me do my plugging. Please follow TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If anyone has been seeing my uh, my Let's Talk About um, post, I've been liking, I've been really enjoying that. If you want to um, see me talk about players that don't get as much love as they should be, whether it's past or present. Check out that series. I th- I'm, I've been really enjoying that one. Um, and yeah, I've been trying to tweet more and Facebook, you know, whatever I post on my Instagram will definitely be shown on my Facebook. Um, on If you're listening to my podcast on Podbean, um, please leave a follow. Please like the podcast. Please download. We have, like I said last week, thank you guys for your thousand downloads. And hopefully we can grow from there. If you're on Apple Podcasts, um, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with your friends and all that good stuff. If you're on Spotify and Anchor, please leave a follow as well, share with your friends. And yeah, we got um, all that plugging out the way. Let's get right into this episode. And we are going to start off strong, and I mean strong, because the NBA has released their NBA this, this schedule for the remainder of the season. And the way I'm going to talk about this is basically going through who I believe were the winners and losers of um, the like of this NBA schedule, like redesign and stuff like that. So I'm going to have three winners, three losers, and I'm going to kind of talk about them um, a brief section about each of um, the winners and losers, basically. So, yeah, they released a schedule over the weekend, and some teams got um, definitely got screwed over. Some teams kind of got the easier bunch of you know like the easier side of the schedule so i'm going to go into that into depth right now so i think the first winner of the nba schedule being released is the new orleans pelicans i they are facing you know five 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 of their eight teams that they're going to be facing in this they're not going to have a chance i mean the pelicans definitely got um lucky in terms of the um schedule draw and you know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, as, as I've seen on Twitter from like certain NBA um, reporters over that, they had the easiest schedule coming, um, going into quarantine. I'm like, sorry, pre-quarantine. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of fair. Because like like I said, five of the teams, they don't have a chance. They have to face the Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, who they don't have a chance. And then, you know, the Magic should be honestly not that bad of a game. And they don't have to face any of the elite teams besides the Clippers. So, 
you know, their schedule is kind of um, it's kind of there for their picking. I know they're five and a half games behind the eighth seed, but you know, it's they they just go like um, looking at the draw, and like I said, they had the the easy schedule beforehand, so it's, it was only fair. But you know, a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram were like, "Oh, the NBA just really won Zion and the." playoffs for like all that extra revenue and stuff and you know i just i don't really think that's the case because you know it was just they're trying to like replicate the rest of the season as if we're if it was like starting like not starting back up but like continuing off that like um the former um, portion of it so i think it was only fair for the pelicans and it's still gonna be a tough ask i'm not saying that they're definitely gonna like because of the schedule they're definitely going to at least get into the playing tournament but it definitely has um, helped them for sure um, to at least, like, get a chance at it. So, yeah, the, the Pelicans, I think, is the first winner. Going to the first loser, we're going to be going looking at the Denver Nuggets. They said currently third in the West, and I think, like, with one and a half game behind the Clippers, they were looking to maybe, you know, grab that two seed and make it kind of an easier path for them, especially... Um, I think it's like the seventh seed, whoever they face, is going to be a lot better than probably the sixth and fifth seed. I know it sounds pretty obvious, but it's they're very close, but I think like whoever finishes in seventh will probably be the um, easier of the matchups. But, you know, they have to face freaking three elite teams in this, um, in the, uh, in their remaining schedule, in the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Toronto Raptors. So, this is not going to be a walk in the park whatsoever for the Denver, Denver Nuggets, and Besides those three elite teams, I mean, they have to face, like, um, formidable playoff contenders such as the Heat and the Thunder. And even they have two teams under five hundred in the Blazers and Spurs. I mean, the Blazers are definitely looking to grab that um, eighth seed as well with a full and healthy roster. And the only win I could see them, like, just um, winning comfortably is against the Spurs, especially with Marcus Aldridge. So, seven out of their eight games, I mean, it's not going to be any easy whatsoever. But I don't think... I think with them, I think they're like in a um, lucky position that they're not, that they have like a one and a half game, I believe, advantage over the um, fourth seed. So it's a decent amount, but a lot can change for sure. And they're four games ahead of the seventh seed, so I don't think they'll drop off that much. But at the same time, it's not going to be easy for these Denver Nuggets. And I think like them getting the second seed is going to be highly likely due to this um, schedule, to their schedule. The second winner I have is the Dallas Mavericks. And the way I look at the Dallas Mavericks, it's not easy. It's not, it's not going to be easy, and that's not what I'm trying to say here. But I think because of their opponents and stuff, um, they have a really good chance at like kind of like um, changing up the standings. And, and what I mean by that is like since they're kind of like already far enough with the 8th seed, I think they'll be satisfied with the 7th seed. But if they can find their groove early and often, then... I think they can really jump up to maybe like fourth or third if the, if the um, the cards are played right because they have to face like the um, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, and stuff like that, and they're all like within that little like three to seven bubble. And I think that if the um, Mavericks like find their groove, I think they can really like rise up the standings if they are playing at a high level. And sure, they have to face a a the Clifton Bucks, but. I think facing a depleted Jazz team, Rockets Thunder, like, who they can overtake, along with, um, kind of, they're facing, have to face, like, three teams under 500. Like, they have to face the Suns twice, the Blazers once. So, you know, 
KP and Luka have found that groove like early in season. I don't know if they're going to be able to pick it up right back. Sorry, I don't know if they're going to be able to pick it up like right away. But um, yeah, they still. But if they can get things going, you know, they can. They have like a really good chance of climbing up the standings, and that's why I feel like is make them a winner. They can drop people down in the standings, but also find their way up. So we have the Dallas Mavericks as a as the second winner. Speaking of the Blazers, the second loser I have is the um, um, Portland Trail Blazers. And kind of the opposite of the Pelicans. You know, they had one of the easier schedules, like, for the remaining of the season. But um, they kind of got the short end of the stick here because most of the team that they were supposed to face pre-COVID um, are eliminated. They were not invited because there's only 22 teams invited. So... All those teams that they're supposed to face, yeah, they're not going to face them anymore. So they kind of had the, um, uh, they have to kind of face like some of like the best of the rest in the sense of that. I mean, all the play, all the teams they have to face, I think, are formidable like playoff contenders. Besides the the, the New York, the Brooklyn Nets, because you know Kyrie's probably not going to play, KD's not playing. So I think that's the only game where I feel like there's an absolute W. But what this does for them, even though they have a harder schedule and it's going to be tough for them. At least their roster's healthy. I mean, they're gonna have Yusuf Nurkic back for the um, for the COVID game. Zach Collin, who injured, who was injured very earlier on in the season, is coming back. Um, and yeah, Damon Lillard fully rested, who had some injury problems early in the season. Same with CJ McCollum. I just think it's gonna like. I think although they have a harder schedule, if they're they could take solace in the fact that they have a healthy roster. So even though it's gonna be harder, they have their full. They have like their full army alongside them. So. It's gonna to be tough. Um, I mean, they still. Have to, I mean, their first game back is already gonna be like one of the most important games for them as they face the Grizzlies team that they are chasing in the playoff race. Um, it's but either way, it's gonna be difficult for the Blazers, but at least you know they have their their players back, which is great. And my final winner for the um, NBA schedule um, release is the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, they sit sixth place in the East, and to be honest, they have a semi-easy schedule. I mean. The only elite team they have to face in, in during these eight regular season games is the Toronto Raptors, and most of the teams that they're facing are sub five hundred. Um, the second best team facing being is the Rockets, but I think that they have like a big advantage in them. And by big advantage, I literally mean big advantage. I mean they freaking Joel Embiid and a six foot nine Ben Simmons, and they're facing the the freaking Houston Rockets, who their center is a six foot six PJ Tucker, maybe even shorter. But you know. They have. They definitely were not fighting the groove early in the season. Like they were definitely had their ups and downs. Sometimes they look like the best team to eat. Other times they look lethargic. They look lazy. But I think this break kind of does good for them in the sense where it, it kind of looked like they. I mean, Tobias Harris even said like recently, like on a in an interview that you know the the 76ers were just like not playing well together and like maybe like not being as close as they could. And I think this break. Kind of like them missing basketball, them being in that like team atmosphere, um, kind of like the need to get back to that will definitely kind of like unite them in that sense. And I think with their easy schedule, you know, it's a nice little warm up to the playoffs. I think they have a good chance to even climb up the standings. I don't know if they're gonna climb up to maybe third, but they they're gonna ha- they have a semi easy schedule, which I think will um, definitely like prepare them better and maybe like help to bring them close together. Maybe they can get this to work and become that team that we all expected, that I expected, because I had them going to the finals this year. But, you know, I mean, 
this is the, the remaining schedule is definitely there to benefit them, and we're gonna have to see if they're able to um, get back on to their winning ways um, as the NBA season returns. And then the final loser I have for um, the, for the NBA schedule is the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they have a chance to lose all the games. They're probably, that's probably not gonna happen. Because I mean they're a pretty damn good team. It's a pretty solid team themselves, but they have a chance to. I mean, there's no guaranteed wins on their schedule. It's not like they're facing like the Kings or the Suns or any of those type of teams. I mean, they have to face the Boys and the Pelicans, who are they are neck and neck with in this um, eight seed battle, and they also have to face you know good teams. I mean, they have to face an elite team, the um, the Milwaukee Bucks, and a lot, and the remaining teams they have to face like the Rockets and stuff. They're like they're formidable teams that. Um, are like safely in their playoff positions. And the thing about the Memphis Grizzlies is that, although like they have this tough schedule ahead, um, they are three and a half games ahead of the ninth seed, which is a pretty good cushion. And I think, like, I mean, worst case scenario, they absolutely like flop and like lose majority of these games, and they don't even make the playoffs. But I think they're a solid enough team and a good like cohesive like young enough to like cohesive unit they're going to be able to at least hold on and like make it to like the, the play in tournament where they're all they have to win is one game to make it into the playoffs but you know like i said none of these games are guaranteed wins and obviously like um they kind of got to short in the stick but kind of like how the pelicans had the easiest schedule coming um pre-quarantine the grizzlies had one of the toughest schedules pre-quarantine so um you know, it was like I guess it's kind of fair. I mean, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out how they like did, did some NBA schedule thing, but I think the NBA was just trying to make it like as, you know, as even as possible. Not like even, but like like replicate it as best they can um, f- from before the um, the NBA shutdown. So, I mean, the sh- that means the Grizzlies kind of had uh, a tough schedule ahead, but I think with their um, with John Morant leading them with a three and a half game advantage, I think it's you know I think they're in a pretty safe position, pretty um, for sure. And as a bonus, I think the biggest winner here is the fans. Seeing that the NBA has kind of like thought this through and all that, like with the whole plan that they released over the weekend, and you know all these precautions they're taking stuff like that, it just like gives me hope that you know basketball is going to be back. I mean, the COVID cases are still rising, but. Um, hopefully the NBA does its very best to kind of keep it in-house, keep it contained, and keep it, like, outside of their bubble. And we just, like, we just want, as NBA fans, we just want to see basketball back. And that's all, uh, and that's what we're really looking forward to. And, you know, the NBA schedule is just, like, it just means, like, we're just getting closer and closer to that date, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on the NBA schedule um on the nba schedule basically uh, let me know what you think in like in my instagram and in my posts or even on podbean and apple Podcasts. shoot me a dm as well if you want to like talk about the schedule and stuff but yeah let's get on to the next topic next topic we're going to be discussing is the new york knicks waving alonzo trier and uh, and signing theo pinson instead when trier signed with the knicks like, i mean like, i think it was like last year I thought like he had some promise. I didn't think he was a great player at all, but I think that that any like person that can like show a bit of promise on the Knicks, you know, I think they would be able to keep him around. Like he's averaged ten points a game, just over ten points a game in his rookie season. 
But they released him and in favor of Theo Pinson, who has not averaged more than four points a game in his career. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, sure, Alonzo Trier hasn't been getting a lot of minutes today, but I think that's on the coaching staff. And maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know, but just from a perspective of someone who has been like just watching the NBA, he has a little bit of something, and he probably isn't a good player because like, you know, the Knicks are just a bad team in general, but he showed some promise. I'm not going to like overstate that fact. He showed some promise. And... You know, even just that, I didn't think that'd be enough to at least stick around for the next. But they decided to get Theo Pinson, who I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see like him being nothing more than like one of those guys who just bounces from team to team. Maybe he gets like a eventual role playing as a job as a role player, but I just don't see it. But um, yeah, I think Kier should have just gotten a bigger chance in New York, and I think he'll find a team somewhere. I mean, some team is gonna take a chance on him eventually, but. It's sad that he, uh, I just don't get how the Knicks will just to like release him in favor of Pinson. He just doesn't make any sense to me, but yeah, let's move on. The next um, topic I want to discuss is Trey Young. And just as I found out this morning, Anthony Edwards, the number one prospect in this year's draft, both signing for Clutch Sports. And I think the best way to describe Clutch Sports in terms of, like, like, to a kind of pop culture and all that, it's kind of like how... It's like they're like the NBA's version of the 1990s death row records where they signed like Tupac, Dr. Dre, Snoop, etc. And, you know, Clutch is just building their, um, you know, their clients list like high, like tall and high. I mean, they have already LeBron, AD, um, John Wall. Um, now they had Trey Young and, and Anthony Edwards, the number one prospect in this draft. They're just continuing to grow and grow. And what Clutch does for their clients, I mean, they got a freaking KCP over 10 mil a year. And, I mean, that's absolutely crazy to me and stuff like that. So they, they know definitely how to get their um, their clients the most money possible. And, you know, the more stars start to sign with them, you're going to see, like, other stars starting to join Clutch Sports as well. I mean, Trey Young was already a great player. But now he has good management by his side. I think, like, he is going to, like, be taken well, um, taken good care of, like, in his NBA career with these guys by his side. And of course, you know, the biggest thing here is, you know, everyone, no matter who signs for, whoever signs for Clutch, you know, they're going to be like, oh, this is, it's going to be easier for LeBron to get his guys now. I mean, Trey Young is one of LeBron's guys now. Same with Anthony Edwards and all that. Like, these things are always going to happen when someone signs for Clutch and, you know, these jokes are going to keep on coming. But, you know, Clutch signing two pretty, like, Big names, I mean, like I said, number one prospect in college, one of the top young, not just guards, but just one of um, an NBA f- like future superstar and Trey Young as well. So, you know, two great signings for Clutch Sports, and I think Trey Young um, signing there is a good choice, especially to help, like, you know, get the most out of his NBA career. The next topic I want to suggest um, to discuss now is... Um, a, a separate bubble. Yes, there have been discussions about a separate bubble um, for the, I like to call them the no-no eight, team, eight teams, like the ones that didn't get invited to Orlando. And they want to, like, televise their games and just, like, just play them in their own little bubble. With the current, you know, growing situation right now, I don't see the reason of this whatsoever. I'm going to be completely bothered with you. This is a stupid idea. I mean, there there's so many... 
Uh, I mean, I just have so many questions. I mean, what are they playing for? What? Where is this other bubble going to be? Like, are players even going to participate? I mean, it's already like a tough situation out there. Do they? Are these players even going to participate in this in these games? And let's be honest. Like, it, firstly, it does increase the risks because like you're having like so many people in this like one bubble, like a separate bubble for sh- sure. But it's it's another just like a lot of people in this bubble again, and. If they're doing this in kind of in conjunction with the NBA season, no one's gonna watch. No one, not a single person is gonna be watching this. Like, why would we watch games if like the actual NBA season's going on? Like, there's gonna be playoffs soon. Like, this regular season's not gonna be long whatsoever. I mean, it's gonna be eight games, so it's not gonna be long till we get until playoff season once again. And no one's gonna be watching these games. I mean, the only reason they're doing this, like, like again, like, I mean, it's, it's all money. They want to meet their, um, you know, local news. Um, your local channel, you know, targets, like I, like I discussed before, but this doesn't help anyone. This is just going to further risk, like, no one's going to be watching these. I, I just don't get, like, the point of this, but, yeah, there's been discussions of this, but, you know, and I, it shouldn't happen. It, it just should not happen. Maybe if there was a draft pick in place, but I think, like, no one's going to agree to that, especially the teams at the very bottom who, like, already have, like, their chances sealed. I just don't think it's going to be, like, the, the Warriors have a freaking, like, top pick that's going to be, like, in this year's draft. And what do you, like, I mean, I guess, like, if they like they were to do a tournament, they, they would definitely be in the top of, like, for um, chances to win it. But at the same time, like, like I said, no one's going to watch it. Um, everyone's going to just be eyes on the regular season and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, there's no reason to put these eight teams into a bubble and even, like, have like some sort of games for anything really um my last topic my second to last topic i'm not going to be discussing is the nba put the nba allowing their players to replace the last names of their jerseys into social justice statements and i think like um my thoughts on this um the nba has always been you know pro player in these type of situations like they always want their players to kind of like speak out and they were always supporting them in these type of movements and stuff and this is just another way to spread the message and stuff like that. So, you know, you you, you know for sure LeBron's gonna like have something at the back there. The some of the NBA's biggest stars is definitely gonna like replace certain last names with something, and this is gonna like um, create a lot of buzz around the NBA and around the message as well. I really think, and I really think that you know, all these players are gonna actually like um, kind of unite together in the sense and have every like everyone change their names to maybe something to kind of like promote this message and all that so i think it's a good idea i think it's a great great idea and you know it's just another great way to spend the message but you know the whole thing about you know Kyrie irving and all that saying that this will incite like they spread the message for so long we need to incite change you know i mean changing them your name your last your last name to a social justice statement is you know it's not going to incite change it's not but what this is going to do is spread the message and um, I just hope that there's just like more of this because I know these players want to like want change to happen, especially in um this in the discussion of systemic racism, and I think that the NBA is gonna give them more and more opportunities, not just to do that. Maybe they're gonna do something like with kneeling before the game and stuff like that, but I think they're gonna like let their players have a voice, and they're like they're gonna like kind of like and the players are gonna use this platform to 
create some significant change. So hopefully, I think hopefully the players are all together on this and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, just in general, we can see um, these issues get changed. And that's my final NBA topic. But kind of in honor of my 100th episode, I do want to like speak out a message just just to um you know just end this podcast because um i think this like this this whole social justice like social issues thing especially like what's going on in the u.s it's kind of um close to my heart um i don't know if you i'm gonna kind of talk about myself like right now i'm a social worker and i'm not not a social worker but i'm trying to get my degree in social work and um you know I'm, i'm going into my second year in this program first year I, it opened my eyes to a lot of these, like, social issues, not just, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, the LGBTQ plus, um, community, like, a lot of the social issues there, um, coming from Canada, you know, there's a lot of issues, like, um, with Aboriginal, with the Aboriginal people and the First Nations, sorry, the First Nations people, my apologies, and, you know, residential schools and all that, so, like, I've been kind of exposed to, like, all these different issues, and, um, with all this, like, happening in the U.S. right now, um, I'm just glad people are speaking up. People are, like, coming together to kind of, like, try and, like, get change to happen because these type of issues have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And what we like, and, like, what I learned is, like, we have, we kind of had this, like, path dependence in a sense where, you know, we've made, like, decisions as a society as a, like, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And, since we kept going down this path, like, we can't, it's going to be, it's going to take something, like, drastic, something major for the whole, like, there's just even a system overhaul to, like, change things. So, the fact that people are protesting, people are, like, getting their voices heard, like, making sure that um, changes are made to um, the justice system and all that, it's, is, um, warms my heart, is absolutely fantastic. But, you know, what I'm seeing is, like, we're getting to the point where, you know, it's starting to die down a bit. Not as many people are, it's not getting talked about as much. And it's getting to the point where I think people have seen it kind of all over their feeds over the past few weeks, over the past month. And they're kind of, like, tired of seeing it. They, they want to go back to their everyday lives already. And I just want to say, like, I, because, you know, they're hearing the same stuff on the news. And I think this is just getting numb to the subject. And they just, like, want this to, like, get over with and they're trying to like kind of reason out like that maybe like it shouldn't like go on this long but these guys like especially like just in conjunction with the black lives matter movement like these guys um african americans like black people have suffered this for so long and like i said with pat defendants we've like decisions were made like from hundreds of years sure um the society now like probably has like nothing to do with it but they are a product of what has happened in the past. And I think, like, no, but, like we just have to keep this fight going. Like, it's not going to, like, it's not just a month and this thing's going to go away. This is going to take a while. And by a while, I mean, like, more than a COVID while. I mean, COVID's probably going to hopefully get a vaccine by next year. Like, this, like, whole thing with, like, getting equality, like, hopefully, like, getting, like, um, the systemic racism out of, racism out of here. It's going to take a while like years and years of just like hard work but we need people in here for the long haul and i mean spreading the message you know just being a part of the movement and just like making changes to your everyday life 
And I'm not saying, you know, you have to post on Instagram to, like, spread awareness on your feed. I'm not saying that you're forced to do that. But I just want, like, I just want people to, like, just realize that this, if you're going to continue seeing these um, posts and stuff like that, don't, you know, be toxic about it. These guys have been, like, like, this is, this is only one month and people are saying, like, you know, I wish, like, people, like, I wish, like, people didn't, like, care about this as much. I mean, you know, like, racist jokes are kind of, like, being, like, put down now and people are excited, like, you know, people can't joke about this anymore. But if we're gonna make change, I mean, it has to be drastic. And I just want to, like, as, like, this message coming out, like, out of my like, 100th episode, all I want to say is just, like, please, like, don't be toxic. I mean... I'm part of, like, a video game community, especially in FIFA, where um, FIFA is posted, like, every time you log into the game, you have this Black Lives Matter messaging, like, we're all united and stuff, and a lot of FIFA players are just saying, I I hate seeing this message every time I go to it, but it's like, come on, man, it's just not, it's not a big deal, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, just, like, we just need people to, like, realize that there's going to be a long battle and that hopefully, like, they just um, are more supportive of like these movements these like protests and stuff like that because um it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a while i think that's like my big thing here is and i just want to like kind of just stress the fact that you know continue like do what you can continue to support these movements and stuff like that hopefully change can be um made but it's gonna take it's gonna take not just you know i taking it back to basketball we can't just rely on these athletes to kind of, like, make their voices heard. We have to do what we can in our everyday lives. And I'm not saying there hasn't been positive impact already. There, there's been great impact over these last few weeks slash month. But it doesn't stop here. We have to keep working at it. We have to keep, um, you know, just giving our support and, st- and stuff and, like, help, like, incite this change in society because... Um, our society is effed. It's it's completely like the world is effed up right now. But if we can like stand together on one th- on like one issue, hopefully it's something like this, and you know, hopefully we can like these like change can be made. So if you, if you can take anything out of this, um, hopefully continue to um, spread support on the like on the Black Lives Matter movement um, and stuff like that, and support like as many of these like you know movements for equality, whether it's like the LGBTQ plus community women abuse there's just so many just try and like um if not like i said you don't have to post stuff on social media you don't have to do that because that because that doesn't make you more or less you know part of the problem but at least just try to like make this change like in your lives in your personal lives and hopefully we can just make the world a better place and i that's just how and i think that's just like the message i want to leave with you guys um with this podcast even for the very few people that are listening i just want to like kind of kind of make a difference in here whether it's spreading this message where you just talk about basketball i know this is like out of my um lane or whatever people want to say but i know i i have like a close connection to this issue and i know i can't speak like from my own experience because that and all that because like i i am not you know black or whatever i'm i'm asian but just continue listening to um the message and just keep um, applying that message in your everyday life. So, yeah, hopefully we can just, like, continue this on for, um, for, you know, we need us, we need people in for the long haul, basically, and hopefully, you know, this doesn't die down, um, soon. Hopefully this just continues to, um, 
be you know put out there until changes are like definitely made so yeah just show your support um if you look at my link tree you know there's ways to donate to black lives matter i'll also put one after this episode just like a um kind of a card as to like what like you could do and stuff like that and how you can learn so yeah just check that out and just continue to um you know s support and stuff like that but yeah i think that's what i want to leave with you i think this has been a great 100th episode and all that um i want to be back on wednesday with another top 10 um i know i've been saying that there's clouds on the way and there might be some on the way hopefully next week I, i'm talking to a few people and stuff like that but yeah uh, there's I, I there's a lot of things for this podcast and let's just hope that we can continue just to love each other and stuff like that and hopefully like you know we can somehow in, in in our little ways just like make this world a better place so yeah i think this is a good place to end it thank you guys for listening and again thank you guys for all the support 100 episodes into this podcast i really do appreciate it and yeah uh remember to follow the the social medias at tv on basketball on all social medias you can find that on my link tree and remember to subscribe on apple Podcasts. remember to follow on podbeat so I'm, that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good day, guys. Peace.